Hey everybody, this is Justin coming live while editing the podcast on my couch. This episode originally began with a cold opener of me and Christian talking about the election, but what started out as a cold opener ended up being a 20-minute follow-up session uh, from our election special podcast. So I thought it would be best uh, since not everybody wants to listen to 20 minutes of election coverage follow-up this far removed, uh, we moved it to the very end of the podcast. And uh, the most important part I'll leave here as a little snippet as the opener for this podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And uh, if you don't want to listen to 20 minutes of two partially informed guys talking about the election, uh, feel free to skip that final 20 minutes at the end of the podcast. Have a good time. Enjoy. Hear people, make them feel valued. Absolutely. Spread the love. Yes. E-L-E. Everybody love everybody. All right. So that's the beginning of the uh, follow-up there. Yes. (laughs) It has been a while, a hot while, yeah. since we last recorded. Yeah, Do you has. remember, so we did the pod, the, the special on the election, then the election happened, then you went to back to Manhattan for a wedding, yes. and things have just been super busy, but do you remember the main topic of the previous episode before this? Um... No. I can't remember. You can't remember? No. Personality profile Personal- test. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> wow, it's been so long. So, so I have a couple pieces of follow-up on this. And I the first that. one is, have you taken all of the like house tests for Harry Potter? No. Okay, pull but, it up but, right I now. Mean, pull it up. I want okay. you to take it while we are recording. Oh, heck yeah. Challenge accepted. I'll I'll pull up mine too. So this is at Pottermore, and they they have an additional house test for your American house. The sorting house, the sorting hat, Pottermore. For your American house. Interesting. What is it? What do you, keep talking about that? Wait, do I need to read all of this? Okay, here I go. So Come it's on. for your Ilvermore house. And that is the, like, Hogwarts of America. Is there a Hogwarts of America in the books? Um, It's in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which came out today. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome, yes. Little plug for Fantastic Beasts. I need to join it. Did you, you, like, sign up for Pottermore? Yes. Okay, here we go. (laughs) And I read all of the things leading up to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them about the Americas and wizarding in America. Wow. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I may or may not have been reading it uh, when Katie, my girlfriend, hey Katie, friend of the pod, yeah, uh, when she uh, she saw that I was reading it and kind of made fun of me for devoting so much time to reading it. She doesn't dislike Harry Potter, but she also doesn't fully get the like love of Harry Potter. I see. Has she read it or anything? Uh, I think she's read like up to a point. But hasn't read them all. Okay. I think the only one I read in completion, well, I read the first one, but the third one, 
was the one that I read. Did the most. you skip the second one? I it was it was before the third one came out that I read it. Um, because like I had already seen, I read the first one like half of it or something, or my dad read it to me or something before the first movie came out, and then the second movie came out before I like even cared about reading anything, and then before the third one came out, I bought the the book in like a library like fifty cents book library thing <laughs> and i just like bought it and read it loved it so much loved the movie too so much yeah i feel like the third one is where the books start to really take off mm-hmm. and and it i feel, becomes a I feel like they, the books get better and better and peak on the second to last book i think that that one's my favorite okay should i take should i take the my hogwarts house or like join your hogwarts T- house? take your hogwarts house first okay and and you can you can narrate it as you're you're taking it. Okay. Well, at first I need to confirm my email address. Can we um, lay down like a bed of kind of like somewhat spooky, mysterious background music under this? Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's fade it in. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You feel that? I feel it. <clears throat> I don't. I, I'm not hearing anything, but <laughs> but you are because you were listening to the podcast right yes. now. Okay, be sorted and discover <laughs> your house. Okay, begin the experience. So there's the sorting hat, the sorting hat by J.K. Rowling. She like made has a little story about it, which is amazing. I really kind of mm-hmm. want to read that. You you can read it later. You later, don't need yeah. to read that. But or the sorting ceremony. Answer truthfully. After all, the hat's decision is final. Here we go. Begin the experience. Okay. Okay. Moon or stars? What do you think you are? Ooh, moon. What do I think I am? I'd say probably Gryffindor. Okay. If you were attending Hogwarts, which pet would you choose to take with you? Tabby cat, Siamese cat. Ginger cat, black cat, lots of cats, white cat, tiny, tawny owl, screech owl, brown owl, snowy owl, barn owl, common toad, natterjack toad, don't know what that is, dragon toad, that sounds cool, Harley Quinn toad, three toad, tree toad, (laughs) three toad, tree toad, that is precious. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and then back to Tabby Cat. So, um, what are you going with? The cats. I don't think I would be really chilling with a cat. Mm-hmm. I would probably be in living. But owls are kind of lifeless. Like cats, honestly, are the closest thing on this list to like pets. I like would companion care anything about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. White cat, black cat. I think I went with a cat as ginger well. Ginger cat, Siamese cat. Um, white cat. Honestly, sounds like really cute. Like really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, select. Okay. What kind of instrument most pleases your ear? The violin, the trumpet, the <laughs> piano, the drum. Oh, man. The piano. Mm. I have to go with piano. Um, a muggle confronts you and says that they are sure you are a witch or wizard. Do you ask what makes them think so? Agree and ask whether they'd like a free sample of a jinx. Haha. <laughs> Agree and walk away, leaving them to wonder whether you are bluffing. Tell them that you are worried about their mental health and offer to call a doctor. Aww. But mind you, this whole thing is like, is like deceptive or not, mm-hmm. like deceptive mm-hmm. or not. And like, what do you do with your deception or what do you do with your agreeing? And honestly, um, well, actually asking them what makes them think so. 
I think I would be like, what makes them think so? Because I love talking. I love discussing. I don't want to be like, mm-hmm. you're right. I will give you a drink. <laughs> I will drink you. No, okay. What makes them think so? Okay. Which of the following would you most hate people to call you? Ordinary, ignorant, cowardly, selfish. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Ignorant hurts. Ordinary. Ordinary is kind of lame. Ignorant hurts. Cowardly. I mean, I really don't want to be called cowardly. Like, but, I mean, these are all kind of sucky things to be called. Or selfish. Um, oh, gosh. Selfish also is like, oh, that kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, you're so ordinary. Oh, no. Ordinary. I know otherwise, though. Ignorant. Like, I know otherwise, and I'm also trying to just, like, I'm like, why do you think that? I want to ask more. Cowardly. That one hurts. I think I'm going to go with cowardly. Honestly. Be- because, like, I feel like that is an insecurity of mine, maybe, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you most looking forward to learning at Hogwarts? Apparition and disapparition. Being able to materialize and dematerialize at will. Ooh, interesting. Like myself, or just, like, things? Yeah, that's how you, like, transport... Like myself. Yeah, transport yourself. Okay. Um, transfiguration, turning one object into another object. Flying on a broomstick. Hexes, hexes and jinxes. All about magical creatures and how to befriend slash care for them. Secrets about the castle. Every area of magic I can. Um, honestly, flying on a broomstick. Dude, that... <laughs> well, actually, I'm kind of scared. Ooh, I'm cowardly. Um... <laughs> I'm scared of heights. I'm, like, terrified of heights. But flying sounds You amazing. are? Wait, hold on. You, you're terrified of heights? I'm so terrified of heights. I never knew that. You never knew that? No. That is, like... Like, how high? Like, pretty high. Like, I mean, like, not super high. Honestly, if there's, like, like, any, like, probably, like, will kill you distance to fall. Like, any, any... I'm not trying to, like, stand on ledges, like, daring or anything <laughs> like that. And even, like... If it's, like, if there's a ledge that's, like, kind of coming up to my hip or something, I'm, like, staying a little bit back because I'm freaked out. <laughs> um, probably every area of magic I can. That's so hufflepuff though, isn't it? I'm going to just go with it, though. You can't make a decision based off that. You just have to answer truthfully. I know. Every area of magic I can. Which would you rather be? Envied? Imitated? Trusted? Praised? Liked? Oh, or feared? Ooh, not feared. I don't want to be feared. Liked. Liked. Everybody kind of has that in them. Praised. That's a little bit extra of liked. Trusted. Imitated. Or um, envied. I would I would probably go with trusted. Okay. Select. Black or white? Oh, black or white. Um. Honestly, hmm, let's see here. That's That's wild. I don't know what this means. But, like, white. It's just, like, light and stuff. Okay, <gasps> Ravenclaw. Congratulations on being sorted into Ravenclaw. All right. Okay, more about my house? Like, I'm kind of curious. You probably know some of Ravenclaw's most renowned members include Gilderoy Lockhart and Luna, Glo- Luna Lovegood. But did you know Ravenclaw's Grey Lady is the least talkative housework, how- Hogwarts house ghost? House ghost. Or that Ravenclaw's... Common room boasts of the most stunning views of the castle grounds. I love that. Cool. So I'm Ravenclaw. Nice. Really. All right. Telling. 
Well, <clears throat> so the reason that I had you do this as follow-up to our personality profiles is I feel like this is basically a personality profile test in the way, way that so funny. you just answer questions and then it arbitrarily puts you into these four categories and it doesn't really give you any meaningful information That's based funny. off of what... what That's you... hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. You know that that breaks down. <laughs> That's so funny, though. <laughs> so I thought of that, and I was like, that's yes, good. yes, this is that's basically so a personality that. profile test. Yes, that's so funny. Ravenclaw, we're witty or something. We're <laughs> studious. Right? Ravenclaw is like quick, smart. That, it's whatever you want it to be, it's man. whatever I want it to whatever be. Whatever you LOL. want it to be. So I'll let you, you play around with that more at another date. Yes. I am a Gryffindor. Oh, classic. Okay. Sweet. Classic. Did you pick black or white? You know, I don't remember. Okay. Probably white. Cool. I think I picked the violin though. Mm. Violins. Maybe are maybe so that's nice. What was your you picked a cat too? Yeah, I think I picked a tabby cat. Tabby cat. Nice. Just good at catching mice. Mm-hmm. I yep. don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that one's the one. I just attached to like tabby cats seem like kind of street smart. <laughs> like whenever in a in a like in a movie or a cartoon, like in an urban situation, the tabby cat's the one that's going to show you around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. The white cat's probably like in some rich person's house or something like that. All right. Well, I think it is time for coasters. Cool. If you reach behind you, I've picked out two coasters. Yes, Should we look at them? Yes. Look at them. Oh, nice. Okay, mine is the Andy Griffith Show, the best of the Andy Griffith Show, eight episodes of the Andy Griffith Show. The, was Is that like the all-time best? According to whoever picked the eight episodes, It yeah. looks like you got that from Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the most descriptive descriptions I have ever Yes. <laughs> that's fresh out of Cracker Barrel right there. I'll put a picture of this in the show notes. It has it has a little logo of DVD in the bottom right hand <laughs> it corner. It says DVD video. DVD video. <laughs> Just in case you were like, what's this oddly shaped what, box with what, Andy Griffith's face what on it? What machine does this go into? <gasps> oh, it's oh. one of those fancy DVD videos. Yeah, another like thing that makes me think, oh, Cracker Barrel. Yes. Because like a bunch of... The elderly go to Cracker Barrel. They need a picture of what a DVD is. Uh, on the back, there's a guarantee of superior quality. Nice. <laughs> Guaranteed superior quality. Well, I think that is kind of like necessary because like the Andy Griffith show did not have superior quality when it aired. Right? I mean, compared to now. True. True. It was an old TV show. Old. So it has the class reunion episode, Opie and the Spoiled Kid. Aunt B's Medicine, Andy's English Valet, Rafe Hollister Sings, Andy Discovers America, The Darlings Are Coming, and Mountain Wedding. Aw. I don't remember any of those episodes. I don't know anything about that show. So I'm pretty sure I got this as a gift for Christmas, probably from my grandparents. Nice. Um, I used to, when I was a wee child, I would... Uh, lay in bed with my grandparents and they would scratch my back and I would ask them to tell me Opie stories. And from memory, wow. they would just tell me episodes of the Andy Griffith show 
and just kind of like narrate them as a story. That is precious. That's the best thing ever. Yeah, it was it was awesome. That's one of my like favorite childhood memories. So that's why I picked this one out. I'm so happy about that. It wasn't Ron Howard in that. Yeah, Ron Howard is Opie. Oh, type. That is my coaster. Okay. And my movie is Into the Wild. This movie like was amazing and like won a lot of stuff. Um, it's based I, off of the John Krakauer book. Okay. Of the same name, I believe. Awesome. Screenplay and directed by Sean Penn. Stud. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. That is, can you tell me stuff about this? I mean, yeah. I can read the back, but... <laughs> have you read... Or have you seen it? No. Oh, man. We need to watch it. Yeah, it is um, is a fascinating story of a... It's a true story of a young guy, like college age, maybe late teens. I can't remember his exact age. But he just kind of goes on a soul searching. It's it's like... it's It's very thought-provoking and sad all at once and captures a lot of, like, the angst of young adulthood. Mm, mm-hmm. And he just kind of, like... Independence. He just kind of drives his car till it runs out of gas and abandons it, and his family doesn't know where, where he is, and they're worried, wow. and he just kind of goes on this wanderlust and um, ends up in, in Alaska um, by wow. the end of it. And uh, I won't spoil the ending, but... okay. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just a very interesting story of somebody kind of just trying to find themselves out there. Wow. Yeah. Like just being a high quality movie and like very, uh, critically acclaimed reminds me of a movie that I saw over the weekend when I was in Manhattan, Kansas. Um, we watched, uh, wait, did you watch it at the car mic? No, just we watched it in like. The oh. living room of my my friend's house there. So Carmike owns the local theater here by where we live. Um, they bought it. They're like the fourth owner of this movie theater. Yeah. And uh, the only other Carmike that I've ever been to was where we went to college in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. And that Carmike is like the like classic old like Midwestern small town movie, movie theater. theater. Yep. The one movie theater? It, it's it's not stadium seating. It's like really long auditoriums where you could mm-hmm. be sitting like 400 feet away from, yeah. from the screen. And the screen quality literally looks like they took a projector and just like kept pulling it backwards <laughs> until <laughs> yeah. it was like big enough to, to fill yeah. the whole screen. For real. Um, so it wasn't at the car mic. Right. No, that is funny though. I have memories of old theaters like that when I lived in Yuma, Arizona. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But... Um, the oh yeah we watched the movie me earl and the dying girl and that movie is really good i just must say like the acting is incredible and the story that's based off of a book too and like just really awesome look at young life and death and stuff like that and it's like just like really legit i don't know that's that's just what that reminded me of but yeah so those are coasters our coasters, yes. Still calling them coasters. <laughs> yeah, it's. I haven't. I don't know if I've set a drink on a DVD in a minute, but hot minute. That's where that. That's where that originated. Well, let's move on. Our next to segment. Our next segment. Segment 
rolled into one. It's now just one segment. It used to be unnecessarily strong opinions and pet peeves. Smashing it down. It's just unnecessarily strong opinions now. Awesome. So, unnecessarily strong opinions. Do you, you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Um, I can't remember who went first last time. Me neither. I'll just go first. Okay. My unnecessarily strong opinion is there are many correct ways to wear a hat. That you can you can wear it on top of your head, you can wear it backwards, uh, forwards. Uh, there's there's very few rules I feel like to wearing a hat, but there's a couple of phenomena. One in particular I want to hit on um, that I see surprisingly often, and every time I see it, I think this person never learned how to wear a hat. How awful their life has been because they don't know how to wear a hat. And uh, the one that I specifically want to hit on is people who wear their hat over their ears. Oh, my. Have you seen this? Yes. Like, the tips of their ears are tucked up into their yeah, hat. Yeah, what? And every time I see that, it, like, drives me crazy. Like, I can't stop looking at it. I'm like, why is this person wearing his hat, like, over his ears? Like, yeah, like a baseball hat. The, yeah, like a baseball hat. Ears. And, and, and I just can't help but think like the, does this guy have an insecurity about his ears? Like he doesn't want them to be like sticking out because I assure you person that wears their hat this way, you look much stranger with your ears tucked into your hat than your ears would ever look on their own. Oh, absolutely. Your ears are your ears and they're awesome. Definitely. Don't be scared. Some, some of the other ways that, uh, I see people wear their hat, um, have you ever seen somebody pull the front of their hat all the way down to where oh it sits God. on their eyebrows? Or even yeah, yes, yes. And, or and, even like and, and you're lower. like, are you are you in there? Like who? Like when the hat is being worn backwards and like the just cloth comes down like to their eyes. Does oh that make yes, you look scarier or more? Yeah, yeah. Like stronger? like like the the brim of your hat couldn't be anywhere from like your hairline all the way down to like just past the middle of your forehead but once you go all the way down to your eyebrows i feel like you've gone too far like you you misinterpreted how to wear a hat big swing and a miss <laughs> yes and the the on, the other one that i'll i'll hit on um is the i'm not wearing a hat hat like when you are wearing a hat and it's just like miraculously balancing on the top of your head. <laughs> on top of your head. But it's not like like pushed down and it makes it look like you have a head that is like five to six like inches a ten gallon hat. Taller than yeah. and you're like, What there's a lot of like air in between yeah, you your head and the top of for, the hat. Pray for no wind that day. Yeah, so just the way people wear hats in general can be puzzling at times. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's so real. Gosh. Um, I'm going to adopt that one as my unnecessarily strong opinion as well. But mine, here we go. When people are unwilling to try new things, goodness me, I am, I am, there was a point like when I was uh, a kid that like my parents made food and I realized, oh my gosh, they made this food. They paid money for this food. I'm a firstborn, mm-hmm. so I'm like trying not to disappoint people and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, I got to a point where I was like, 
this was a, this was made. It's food. It's real. It's okay. So I'm just gonna like eat it, you know, and like that's just the way it is. And so like after just figuring that out, that was like a really small barrier barrier to pass. But like I ended up just being fine trying all foods. And so like that has kind of that's kind of like stretched into like all areas of my mm-hmm. life. I I guess in some way I don't know if it, which came first, but I am fine doing like pretty much trying like pretty much any new thing. If it's a new thing, like I'm not going to be like scared of it just because it's like new and different. But like when people are like just, just scared, like, Oh no, no, no way. No way. Not going to do that. And I'm like, like why? Like it's, and sometimes it gets to, gets to the point of like, like inhibiting like social activities. Like Mm -hmm. that's just like what's happening or like, or like just me. It's like, no, you're safe here. It's just like, Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like that might not be I don't know that's I could make an argument for that not being unnecessarily strong but like when people are unwilling to try new things I'm just like come on please please be be fun you know I don't know that's I don't that doesn't go too deep though I'm not like I won't like shun you but no is, I totally get it that's lame there was a period of time I think uh somewhere around my freshman and sophomore year of college where like growing up I was always super picky and somewhere in that freshman sophomore year of college I decided no like I I I don't want to be this way I want to travel I want to experience new things I want to say yes to doing new and exciting and adventurous things. Yeah. And, and it probably coincided a lot with deciding that I wanted to go on my European trip mm-hmm. and just, I was like, screw it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to try any food and, yes. and there's like this thought process in my mind of, literally millions of people eat this food that I haven't tried every day. And what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to dislike it. And, and really that change of mentality in my mind was profound. And yeah. And and it, and it, it was really like a life changing moment for me for real to just like, try new things it's like one of the first steps to like openness or something Mm -hmm. like that yeah and uh i i realized that that quick reaction of trying something and and not liking it i very quickly when i changed my mentality didn't have that like quick emotional reaction to trying something where i go oh my gosh yeah it was just like this is in my mouth, and you find yourself and, liking things a little bit more. Too. Yeah, and I can see how people like this. Mm-hmm. I probably don't prefer this, but this is an interesting and different taste in my mouth than mm-hmm. I'm used to. Yeah, and that that was like a really strange, very instantaneous shift in mindset. Yeah, for me, where where I could just palate things and. And remove myself mentally from the situation and just be like, this is something I don't like. And that's okay. Yeah. 
but it, like it's in my mouth and I have no problem eating it. You right. Know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, no, not, not nothing to be scared of. Nothing to be afraid of. All right. On to our main segment. We thought it would be fun for us <laughs> to share some of our best stories. Yeah. This is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'll start I first because Christian's is a very good story. Mine is more Yours is of, a crazy story. I mine's love a crazy whole... story, but it's kind of a story. I don't know if this is my best story. I know, but it's crazy. It is. It is, it is okay. crazy. Um, so I'll start, and then we'll go into Christian's okay. story. Yep. And Christian's story is one of my favorite of Christian's stories. <sighs> so my story is about the time that I was invited to rob a bank. Oh. So... so uh, we had a friend in high school named Max. Well, yeah, and, I'm sure we've talked about Max before. Yeah, I'm sure we've talked about Max before. And in high school, Max was one of our closest friends. And uh, we still love Max. Uh, still see him rarely, uh, occasionally. Yeah. He lives in Kansas now. He's in the military. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so Max, he always said he suffered from insomnia, but I think it was more boredom. And he would go to the diamond shamrock near his house in the middle of the night i thought it was valero it well it, it's it became a valero oh okay uh at the time he first started patronizing this establishment it was a diamond shamrock patronizing yeah like he became a patron of but is that the word wow I, i've heard of patron i thought patronizing was like like a weird I, condescending I, equivalent I th- I think I think oh, you can no, be yeah, used no, in that. I'm I'm just going with it. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted. Patronizing. Patronize. Treat with apparent kindness that betrays, or to frequent a store, theater, restaurant, Boom. or other establishment Dude, as a customer. You're so smart. I shouldn't have doubted you. Wow. <laughs> so as Max began patronizing the. Uh, Diamond Shamrock that became a Valero and became good friends with the clerk there. The clerk ended up moving different st- to different stores. His name was Brad, and he kind of started, Max started kind of bouncing around to different uh, gas, stations. gas stations. And oftentimes when we were hanging out with Max, he would uh, want to go buy cigarettes, and he would go to... He he would drag us along to wherever, and this particular time he brought us to a Chevron that was... I'm not part of this story. Yes, brought me and him, me and Max, to oh, a Chevron yeah. that was near my house, and, and as usually would happen, uh, Max would want to wait to smoke with the clerk that was working late night yeah. at the gas station, which... Max is one of the most personable people. Yes, he is. People just connect with Max so instantaneously. Yeah. He's so good I at would making never, It would never cross my mind to be like, I want to hang out with this clerk for a little bit. He just knows. He just like sees that person. He's like, You're, you, you, you have a break. I'm sure you want somebody to talk to on your break. Yeah. I'll be that person. You know? yeah. <laughs> and if you were hanging out with Max, you were stuck being that person for however long it took Max yeah. To Max has a very different interpretation of time. He might he might have a problem with disappointing people. So he yeah. might stay a little bit longer than he's even comfortable, you know? Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. But his interpretation of time is very different. Yeah. It's very loose. 
Yeah. He's like, oh, we're just going to go there real, like five minutes. I just need to pick up some cigarettes. And then like an hour and a half later, you're still talking to the clerk. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, what am I working here now? Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> so we went to this Chevron and the clerk came out and was smoking with him and Max. And the clerk started talking to us and said he wanted to pull off a job and wanted to know if we were in. This it, was the clerk. The clerk. And we're oh. like, huh? And he's like, yeah. So I live at the apartments. And he pointed at the apartments right by the Chevron. He's like, and me and my roommate are thinking of holding up a bank. Do you guys want in? And wow. and I'm like, I've known this guy for 30 seconds. And he's asking me <laughs> if I want to help him rob a bank. Oh, my God. Rob a bank. That You can't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> right? I'm and so it, it's one of those situations where you want to just be like, you're crazy, man. And then just like leave. Yeah. But you're like, oh, the, like this guy Let's is unstable. Them. And Max, for the life of you, you can't just like pull out of a situation like that. Like, all right, Max, we got to go. Like it, Max is like, huh, interesting. Tell me a little bit more yeah. about that. <laughs> Max is like, this is a movie waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. He it, All through high school, he thought life was a, one big movie. Yeah. And so we end up standing around there and talking to this clerk and he, I mean, I I can barely remember it now, but he went into detail about like where they were getting a car from, where they would ditch the car, where they they were going to go to Mexico and lie low. And, and then there was like this old lady that was like filling up for gas and, and the clerk turned to us and was like, if you needed to take her out right now, how would you do it? Oh, yeah, and he was ex-military, this clerk. He oh was, like, ex-military. And, and me and Max were like, uh, I, I don't know, man. Uh, shooter, I don't What are you looking for? <laughs> and then he went into detail how he'd have one guy on the roof right there and then another guy over in the parking lot over there. And that way they would get some sort of, like, triangulation so that when they all shot, like, they would have a guaranteed, like, mm-hmm. I'm like... Why? Why? Why do you spend your time thinking about how you're going to shoot little old ladies that are filling <laughs> up their gas? Yeah, wow. And at a gas station, also, you're yeah. not trying to unload. Like, also, which is wild. And, and also, if you're robbing a bank, I don't think that's when you like set up like positions on roofs and like yeah, to, plan like, to take out old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> how <laughs> the, is this like training? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just reminded me. So then, then we had uh, like a little bit of training. Yes. And. and he wanted us to like walk on the line of the sidewalk, like sobriety test style. Interesting. I don't know what he was looking for, but it was one of those situations where, okay, if the crazy guy that is, has just invited me to rob a bank wants me to walk on this line, I will humor him uh, to just like (laughs) try to deescalate the situation and so we ended up like walk he, on this line. Ha 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 ha. Do it. He he wanted our emails. Max gave him his real email. Oh my gosh. Did you give him your email? No. A fake email? I just made up an email. Hopefully he didn't try to recruit somebody else to, through that email address. <laughs> Somebody's like, sweet, I'll fly from Alabama. <laughs> How big a heist are we talking? <laughs> yeah. 
And so we, so, and then we're like, all right, we, we got to go. Yeah. Email us the information and yeah, we'll see what we can do. I wonder if and, Max got emailed. And Max never got an email. No, he didn't. We, we, we waited. We waited for a while. We were like, I wonder if this guy is ever going to email That's us. That's so crazy. And then, we, and then we kind of were like anticipating seeing something on the news like, crazy man, get shot trying to rob a bank. <laughs> yeah. And that never happened. So maybe he got away with it. I, I wonder know. if he just like had a weird complex where he just wanted to like wanted to talk to people and wanted people to listen yeah, to Yeah, I, like, I hope he was just really messing with us. <laughs> or like just yeah, like literally just like thinking it was just a regular conversation. It's like, you don't that's not a regular conversation, crazy dude. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not trying to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's that's my story. It was it was a very strange like drive driving away from that situation like me and Max were on such just like a high of like oh my gosh that, that just happened that just happened what oh uh, the gosh. world was that wow um so that was that was really fun that that wow. was my story I love that okay before we say the the title of this one I'll I'll just describe it I'll just go in I was thinking of of titling the episode the title of your story like titling this podcast episode, the title of your story, is that too big of a spoiler? That, I mean, it would pull people in. I, I think know. it's clickbaity enough to pull people <laughs> in. Yeah. So if you don't know what title of episode you're listening to, this is going to be a shocker. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll, let's do it. Yeah. Make that the title. And then I'll just like, the, you'll know the story. This is crazy. Okay. So here we go. Um, so I was house sitting, um, a few years ago for this couple who had f- four dogs mm-hmm. and um what were their names uh one of them was jack was a pug um i can't remember the name of like this i don't even know what kind of animal it was it was kind of similar to your dog marley what what kind of species is that? it's kind of some kind of spaniel like a, like a cocker spaniel yeah um one of but it's had a more smashed face Kind of thing. I don't know. It was probably a mix with a cocker spaniel. Marley's yeah. like a cockapoo. Like pretty fluffy. I don't know. So mm-hmm. like a little dog like that. Can't remember his name, darn it. Um a little a little white poodle. Like these are all like little dogs, little like ankle biters. A little white poodle named Princess. And um and uh an old dog named Bandit. Um, an old, I can't tell. Like when Max visited, he described the dog as either a, s- a sad clown, an uh, okay taking the dog form. <laughs> yeah, Max called him a sad clown, and Kendrick said he looked like a teddy bear that had been washed too many times. <laughs> just, he did kind of have an Ewoky look to him. Yeah, just like so old. His tongue was kind of out and stuff. Like this is an old dog. Anyway, so like. When, like, I had this house for, like, two weeks. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, like, over winter break, right? Yeah, yeah. for real. So it was, like... I, I remember you, you, like, were, like, living at that house. It was, like, well, I want to hang out with Christian. and Well, I guess I'll just drive over to this house. Yeah, it was pretty far, too. It was, like, thir- a 30-minute drive from anywhere, m- like, minimum. But uh, we we actually had a New Year's Eve party, mm-hmm. like, that, like, one night. And so I'm, like, whatever. I'm, like like chilling in this house like i can invite friends over whatever so i have a new year's eve party and uh go to sleep that night um wake up the next morning i had to like 
I well, I woke up the next morning. I had to like go somewhere. I woke up the next day at what like eleven or something. Mm-hmm. But like I had to go somewhere. But I was like, uh, I fed the dogs, and I was like calling Bandit, like Bandit. Uh, oh well, I gotta go. Like I didn't really think about it. And then that night I came home, and like called for Bandit again, and didn't couldn't like couldn't find him. And I like called my dad, and I was like, Dad. uh I don't know where Bandit is. And he was like, look everywhere. Look totally everywhere, under beds, everything. Mm-hmm. And so I looked everywhere. And they had a pool in their backyard with a cover over it because it was wintertime. And, and so when, when, they, when they left you with the dog, they gave, they gave you instructions, oh, yeah. right? Like about, they, okay. about taking care of the yes. dogs. Yeah, exactly. They were like feed, like, feed them, give them water. Classic, like turn the Roomba on every once in a while. And like... Oh yeah, Bandit. This is Bandit. He's precious. He's been around for a while. He's really old. He's so super if he old. like if he like dies on your watch, like don't feel bad. Don't freak out. He's just really old. So like uh so that's just kind of the little beginning of this. So that night, so this is like the night after New Year's. It's New Year's Day, it's New Year's night. Mm-hmm. Um and I was um walking like walking around the house trying to figure it out and I was like I wouldn't doubt that he drowned in the pool because there's a pool cover, but I'm not about to go out there tonight like, and just see a dead dog in the pool. That's scary. I'm in this house alone. That's scary seeing a dead thing in this house. And also, or like, yeah, at this house. And also, I don't know what I would do. What? It's so night. It's so nighttime. I'm not going to, I don't know what to do with a dead dog. So I did just about as, as like, lame of an of another thing and like just went to sleep and decided to deal with it the next day and so the next day went out lifted up the pool cover sure enough there was a big oh big bloated bandit (laughs) dead in the pool oh so dead in the pool and i was like oh my gosh i was like freaking out because like not only did bandit just like die on my watch he drowned in a pool drowned in a pool. oh my gosh yes and so like i was like (laughs) what do I do? Oh gosh, what do I do? I need to get this dog out of the pool. First step. So, and also I have to call the owners, but I wasn't even thinking about that yet. So I would like found, I was like, how am I going to get this dog out of the pool? So I found their, uh, they had like the pool cleaner thing, but it was like the really long, long pole attachment, like long pole with like a, the net attachment at the end. And so I like tried to, tried to like cradle the dog, this like super bloated dog in the net and like you like leverage the handle thing and just like lift him up out of the pool mm-hmm. so i was like Ugh. and the the handle snapped <laughs> like the the net snapped and so now there's a dead dog and a floating broken handle in the pool and so i like pulled the handle out and i like hid the hid the hid that that you net. you you hid the net i hid that net somewhere in the backyard and i set the pole down somewhere else like so you broke their net Killed their dog and you and you oh yeah you hid oh, the yeah, evidence of the broken. This is net. low. This is a low place. <laughs> and so I call Kendrick because I don't think he was doing anything at the time. I, th- I don't think he like had a job or anything. I, I think he was in school. So I called him and he. I was like, dude, the dog is dead. I need company. I need help. And so he like came over. That was so awesome. He drove so far and <laughs> came over and like kind of just helped, gave me moral support and like. Were kind of helped me deliberate ways to do this, and so I like got a towel, uh, like a beach towel or whatever, put it underneath the dog in the pool, and like 
what what do you call the um the things that they pull that they like lift like walk, walk people around in like the military like and stuff? a gurney gurney i like created a little gurney to like lift the dog out of the pool and then uh just set it on the on the oh gosh this dog was like super dead um i like set it, it on was the, heavy too right on the it so like heavy too heavy. like this little 12 pound dog was now like 35 pounds <laughs> and so i like <laughs> set it down on the deck and um and like i called the i called the owner i, I called the the like lady because she was the one who's who like loved these dogs and stuff like that uh-huh. i called her and she was like uh, and i was like um hey i just um i, I want to tell you like something happened and uh Bandit died, like, died in the pool. She's like, how? I was like, he drowned. Uh, no, died. he died. And she's like, how? I said, he drowned. And she was like, uh, here's John. And she, like, handed the phone off, and I told him the stuff, and he was like, it's okay, don't freak out. Like, I will call the veterinarian and make arrangements or whatever. All you need to do is just take the dog to the vet, and they will cremate him. And so I, like, took the... um, I took... The the little gurney that I created, and Kendrick opened up. I needed a trash. <laughs> I put the dog in a trash bag, so like I took the gurney and I like slid the dog into the trash bag, and I <laughs> into a trash into bag. a trash bag. I oh, I don't know. Yeah, and then I so like lifted the trash bag and I was like, this trash this bag is really heavy, and so like I double bagged it. I'm not a lunatic, and so, and so <laughs> you just look like one. <laughs> yeah, and so I have this this dog in a double bagged trash bag drove it in their car to the vet and i went in the front door and i was like excuse me um like i think the call was made for this dog that is like dead needs to be cremated and they're like okay just bring it around back and so i like drove the car around back and i uh with like with kendrick and everything and i like took the bag out like she met me in the back and i took the bag out of the back seat and like brought it up to her and just like kind of held it up to her shamefully. And she was like, Oh, like as if oh, you're so sick. Like, what did she expect me to do? Like hold it, like cradle this dog in my arms, like this dead dog. Like, here you go. Here is my pride. And like, I'm, you're just like handing her a yeah. trash bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm the house sitter. I don't know this dog. I don't I like, it's so sk- sad, but like, I'm not super attached Whatever, hand it to her, and she's like, "Oh, okay." And then we just drive away, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so cr- like this is so crazy," and uh, drove back. And like the sad, sad part is that I looked in their water bowl, and there was no water. <laughs> There's so no water. That poor so dog. This poor dog probably like was like so thirsty, <laughs> and like was like trying to trying to get a drink of water out of the pool, which is crazy. But then fell in because he doesn't have strength to do anything, literally anything. <laughs> this dog sat on the couch all the time and just super drowned. I, that is crazy. You forgot to water the dog. And then I just did. And then all the dogs are fine. But how crazy, how crazy is that? I killed the dog while house sitting. My two favorite things is like oh. the sad, sad image of a do- like already dying, thirsty dog, like just just like barely able to see like putting his head over the side of the pool and then just like losing his step and going bloop just like just right under right under right under that unseen that, that pool covering just bloop wow and okay <sighs> how long was that dog in the pool i don't know 
I mean, once the dog fell in, I'm sure he drowned pretty fast. Pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. But like, honestly, that dog was in that pool for a while. Yeah. Like two days at least. (laughs) That's so crazy. Well, like a whole, a whole day at least. And I'm assuming maybe like some of New Year's, like may have, it it could have happened while we were there before. Totally. Just irresponsible, kind of. That dog was really old, though. I don't know. Wow. My, my my second favorite part of that story is how they prepped you beforehand. Like, hey, Bandit. Bandit is super old. He could die while you're watching him. That's okay. Like, it'll, it'll be fine. Like, just let us know. We'll... You know, we'll take care of it. They didn't expect him to drown. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> expect him to drown. They, 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 that was not uh, in their expected. They, they expected him to like die, in his die peacefully in his sleep yes. of old age. Yeah. Nope, it was frantically trying to not to die of drowning. Oh, gosh, oh man, <laughs> that poor uh, dog. Uh. Yeah. So, follow up question. Yeah. Um, did they ever ask you to house it again? <laughs> no, no, they did not. That was, that was the end. That was the end of it. I house-sitted for them once that summer before, the summer before that. And that was amazing. That was the two weeks one. The, the one over the winter was one week. But yep, that's it. Just straight up not Killed their dog, lost the job. Yep, killed the dog, lost the job. I, I think that's, that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. So Donald Trump is our president-elect. Wow. Yep. Oh, my goodness. What, a, what an interesting surprise. Yeah, fascinating because, election. For real. Oh, so fascinating. It I, seemed like he pulled away really hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think if nothing, it shows that um, most of the political spectrum doesn't have a pulse on the American people. Are you talking about like the um, like Donald media Trump and stuff? Like, like politics in general as the norm that it has been has doesn't have their finger on the pulse of like what it feels like to be a normal American and what normal Americans right. want. Be, are you talking about? There's like because- a disconnect between politicians and like the rest of the world. Yeah, like, or at least uh, the rest of America. Ex- like, talk more about that. I'm just wondering, like, what you mean by that, because, I like, mean, I'm I, thinking, I definitely feel that, but I want you to, like, I just want to hear you talk about. Like, it. I, I just think Donald Trump winning is indicative of that. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that somebody like Donald Trump could win. Yeah, because of how like how little of a politician he sounds like, or something like that. And it's it's just such a break from both what was expected and from. The conventional was the expected. Con- right. Right. It's such a break of from convention. Yeah. So, have, Amer- like, Americans having their finger on the pulse of politics, what, like, what, what does that illustration mean exactly? Like, reverse. Like, politicians yeah. are out of touch. Oh, with the people. With the people. Dang. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. It seems like that without, like, because politi- politicians from the past have been have seemed to like both sides both parties have seemed to like really have the the people's preferences and like the their like real real issues like that was all they were talking about that's all politicians were talking about and now like stuff like 
a wall. Like that's way less like civil talk, talking like real people stuff. That's more like big mighty actions of like enormity. Like I don't know. Is that kind of like am I striking something? Mm. I I, th- I think it's more that this is just more of a vote of of discontent or malcontent. It's just like mm. the general, the just in the broadest swath, like neither person was very liked at all by the majority of people, mm-hmm. and and so like just in the broadest stroke possible, something happening to where Donald Trump, mm-hmm. the guy that had a TV show, yeah, where he he and his family fired people for entertainment, yeah, that is our next president. Yeah. That so person. Wild. People like, like I know people who like love Donald Trump. Like yeah. really hardcore yeah, wanted him to win. Not like lesser of two evil status either. Right. But I think just the fact that he could win and the fact that, I mean, Hillary was probably one of the worst candidates ever for not being able to win just because she was so establishment and it was an obviously non-establishment election. Oh yeah. Like it it was more of a like people wanting to just kind of set fire and watch something burn for a little bit mm-hmm. and not even not caring either way because it's like I don't like I don't like my choices and I sure as heck don't like the establishment, so let's just burn it all to the ground kind of thought. Wow. Dang. You know, I think, I think, I think that's so, and so what I'm saying is that I think that is indicative mm-hmm. of politicians being out of touch with mm-hmm. the electorate. Yeah. Honestly, like I was, I listened to an American, uh, this American life podcast, um, about like it, it, the title of it was, will I know anyone at this party? And it was like, exploring this Republican podcast where like people are like talking about Republicanism and stuff. And there's this one guy on this podcast who is a Republican. They're all Republicans. But like this one guy who's like, am I the only one who like is like wondering what happened to the Republicans? Because Republicans used to be about like uh small government and like the, and the issues were more real, were more like financial stuff and mm-hmm. economic stuff, economical stuff. But then they've turned into like an immigration thing, and and like that it never really was an issue of that. Like never, the Republican Party wasn't really chilling with like a lot of the issues like Donald Trump won for, and that's like what what ha- even happened? Right, right, yeah, definitely. Like Donald Trump is running as a Republican, but his his views aren't traditional republican views right. and so many republicans are like not about him either yeah yeah uh, i i think uh interestingly glenn beck is an interesting example of somebody who has has been one of the like republican insiders in the media years ago and and was very vocal in his like disenfranchisement from the republican party dang um so I thought I don't know. I thought this this election cycle was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad it's over. Me too. Man. <laughs> Honestly, and, it won't be over though, really, until maybe next summer. Because like yeah. the election, the stuff that like bit like 
embitters people about the election mm-hmm. is the same stuff that's going to embitter people about like his inauguration mm-hmm. and the and like the like beginnings of his. Do do you think that Donald Trump has bitten off more than he can chew? Um. In some ways, I think that's a loaded question because, like, in terms of handling, like, overseeing large organizations, he's probably more qualified than people that just go from Senate to presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to, like, uh, Dwight Eisenhower having overseen, you know, the entire military as an organization. Um, before his presidency. Uh, but uh, in the same vein, like I don't think I don't think anybody knows what it's like to be president until they become president. Right. I, I'm sure there's so many aspects to the job that you don't even factor in when you are thinking about becoming president. When you're shouting that, policies into right, the that, void. That you don't you don't even realize like the number of relationships that you have to balance Maintain and hold in and the foster. balance as a president to get things done, whatever that vague right term would mean. Do you think that there are any like permanently alienated parties from the president to be that what do you like mean? are going to be like I just think there there are like some, you know, like the president's got the president kind of needs like everybody on their on his team his or her team like in some form or another but like i feel like more than any other candidate in history donald trump maybe maybe i don't know i don't know enough about history but i feel like donald trump has definitely like made enemies of like a quite a few like hosts part parties um organizations are you saying like political parties um no like like uh groups of people like that will be required to like that are like highly necessary in like leveraging for the efforts of like the American people and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, labor unions overwhelmingly voted for Trump. Um, so I mean, he gained swaths of groups of people. Swaths. <laughs> yes, but he he gained you know large groups of people and you mean swatches, and he. You know, so I, I, I don't think that's necessarily, I, I don't know how much that plays into it. Um, mm. Like how much that will realist, realistically affect. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I, I think a lot of like a lot of the um, a lot of like, like I want to say like people of color, but I think like I would just go like minority populations in general are kind of like mourning the uh yeah. his success yeah it's 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 interesting because he doesn't seem like to have not just like he doesn't seem it's not just like he doesn't seem to be uber sensitive to them it's like he seems to like be anti-sensitive mm-hmm. to like you know like the, the people who have had a tough go yeah so uh i i would highly recommend listening to um both of dan carlin's podcasts i don't know if we've talked about them before uh but his political part po- his political podcast common sense um 
he does a very good job of discussing the presidency as it stands now. And he talks about, um, he, he does a, he does a very fair job of breaking down like potentially what Donald Trump could do as good. And he purposefully stacks it, preloads it with good because he was very vocal at not being a Trump fan, but he, he's very fair in his analysis. Cool. And, and then he talks about, the places that he would draw a line in saying like at at these issues if if Trump were to cross these specific issues like there should be protests in the street like there should be massive upheaval mm-hmm. from the citizenry and things like uh religious freedom persecution uh internment camps for Muslims, mm-hmm. uh, thing, things like that where where it is crossing. Uh, torture is one that, that, that he hit on because Dan Carlin is so against to- the use of advanced uh, interrogative... Oh, okay, interrogative tactics. Or tactics, that. yeah, which is torture. And, That's so crazy. That's called advanced. And uh, so I, I, I think... I think I think, yes, like, there should be a thought to, there is this line that we as a civilization do not want to cross. And if our leader is taking us across those specific lines, uh, we need to do everything in our power to... Like, hold them accountable. To to hold them accountable and stop that. But I think there is still a huge benefit to the sentiment of if he's doing things you disagree with that don't cross those lines, which he would truly have to be like in incredibly like historically evil in his decisions to mm-hmm. like, we're going to torture everybody. We're going to throw people in internment camps, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. We're going to start wars with whoever, but some of it, some of his policy things like, like you can disagree with it, but I don't think it crosses those moral lines of mm. like we need to stand up against his policy making decisions because we don't like that he's de escalated conflict with Russia. Like if he de escalated conflict with Russia, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like right, why I'm are like, why are we still yeah. battling, you know, head head to head with Russia and in raising tensions, I think de-escalation of tensions, getting out of wars, not starting new wars, all things that he claims to be for, mm-hmm. uh, I think you can disagree with that, but I don't think that those would necessarily be bad things. And it, if he does them and you disagree with them, I don't think that is something that you take to the streets and pick it for. Right. Yeah, I can so see that. And like, I think I, I read some, I did read somewhere that like um, Putin has decided to like open up relations with America again or something like that. Or like, yeah, or something, something like that. Sound, if that doesn't like sound like, I mean, that just sounds like kind of fine, kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like even if it, even if it may be like one super villain shaking hands with another or something. Like yeah. Yeah. And that, that it does kind of have a feel of, yeah. 
super villainry. But but at the same time, like I've I've long thought that tensions with Russia are unnecessarily high. Mm. Uh and and if we have a president that de-escalates those in a positive way, uh, I'm all for that. Yeah. This is not a political talk show. <laughs> I know. that That's pretty much, I think that pretty much like would count as follow-up from the last episode, mm-hmm. which was it, the election episode. Is this the cold opener? I think so. I just burped. Welcome to a talking duo. Welcome to a talking duo. <laughs> this is where me and Christian talk about things. Yes. Uh, the last piece that I want to mention on the last episode and then we're drop it. We're done. We're not talking about it again. The way it is. Unless we're calling for people to take to the streets or, (laughs) (laughs) but the the, new discussion. Oh, the, the other thing that he talked about, which I don't know if I'll keep this in, I might edit this out because this should have been back in the previous talking point. But, um, one of the other places that, that I think is, is definitely a spot to draw the line is, is freedom of the, of the press. Mm. Like, Yes, I I agree that the press shouldn't just blatantly spew lies um, for ratings, but I don't think there's an effective way to police that without, you know, breaching the freedom of the press. And and I'm much more willing to have the freedom of the press than suppression of the of the press. Yeah. And that that would be something that I would see as hugely detrimental to society. Mm -hmm. Um, Real. So we'll see if that makes it into the final podcast. But but uh, the one thing that I did want to hit on, the only thing I had written in follow-up, is no matter what side you are on on the political spectrum, do two things. Do two things for me. Watch a lot of like YouTube videos. And listen to a lot of podcasts from just the gambit of like of society. Like I think there is something so good. One example, so podcasts, like I listen to that that Dan Carlin podcast. Uh I listen to <clears throat> It's called Common Sense. It's called Common Sense. I, I listen to um Hank and John's podcast, the Hank and John Green, the Vlog Brothers from mm-hmm. YouTube. I watch their YouTube videos too. Um, I listen to Freakonomics, which is like an economics-based podcast, Planet Money. But like politically, those are on so many different spectrums politically Mm -hmm. in in their viewpoints. But I like all of them as people. And I think it's really important. You know, I like watching John Oliver. I like watching uh, there's Reason TV, which is like a libertarian right wing really lays lays out just like stupid simple like things that like why is this a thing like this is such an easy fix it doesn't make sense that our government functions this way but watching all of these different opinions of all these different people that i like and don't agree with them i think there's something so healthy to that and so i'd say no matter what you think of the last election the most important thing you can do is to learn to like other people that you disagree with. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is the most important thing for America, for the world. Mm-hmm. Like, like, learn to hear other people's opinions 
and to it's okay to disagree with their opinion mm-hmm. but to like them as a person you know i don't like everything or agree with everything that dan carlin says even though he's very intelligent and 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 the way he presents it is very persuasive to his argument as it should be it's his argument mm-hmm. but even though i don't disagree with everything his sentiment behind it and who he is and the career that he's like built in podcasting and uh, his history podcasts are phenomenal. And like, I genuinely like him as a person and want to hear more of how he thinks about the world, Mm -hmm. even if I disagree with, with some of the things that he says. And I think that is a very important sentiment to have going forward. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Listen to people uh, because everybody has a voice. Everybody wants to be heard. Everybody needs to be heard. Everybody has something to bring. Everybody matters. Every, everybody has value. And we should seek to understand that yep. in, in, in other people. Absolutely. Yes. And, and, and so I think that's, that's why it's, it's important to hear uh, and, and, and I think that's something Donald Trump tapped into was an understanding of people that felt disenfranchised, uh, that felt like they weren't getting heard. And he basically told them that he was hearing them. Right. And that got him elected. But that shouldn't be something to get something elected, someone elected. That should be what we are all doing every day is right. like hearing other people and making them feel valued. Mm-hmm. That is that is supremely important, and if you get nothing else out of this podcast, hopefully you haven't turned it off already from all the political mm-hmm. talk. Walk away with that. Hear people, make them feel valued. Absolutely, spread the love. Yes, E L E. Everybody love everybody. <laughs>